Welcome to Bollywood is for Lovers, part of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. I'm Aaron Fraser. And I'm Ed Bose. In this episode, we're looking at the work of emerging leading man Ayushman Karana. First up, Karana stars as an unemployed sperm bank donor in Sujit Sarkar's 2012 comedy Vicky Donor. Then Karana portrays the man who developed India's first airplane in Vibhu Puri's 2015 historical drama Havaizata. Finally, Karana learns to love his curvy wife in Sharat Kataria's 2015 romance Damlaga Kehesha. Before we begin, we would like to respectfully acknowledge that we record this podcast on Treaty 6 territory, traditional lands of First Nations and Métis people. Welcome back, lovers. We are... Late. We're late. Yes, yeah, we're, we're late. late. We're about a week late on this episode for for a few reasons. Uh, one, would you believe it? This is not our only responsibility that we have. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, sometimes, sometimes life gets in the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, Matt, you're headed out of town for about a week. Yeah, I'm going to Montreal tomorrow. Yeah, so we decided to kind of uh, reconfigure our schedule so that we weren't trying to get an episode together while you were away. Uh, And so instead, by making this episode late, our next episode ends up being two weeks from now and then two weeks from then. So it just ended up kind of fitting better into our schedule. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we only have three episodes left for this year, including this one. Yeah. Before we start gearing up for our big... Uh, kind of 2018 wrap-up episode where we frantically try and watch all the movies that came out earlier this year that we haven't seen. That yeah. we can. Yeah. Including two starring Ayushman <laughs> Karana that we still haven't seen. Yeah. Uh, not for lack of trying, though. No, I mean, Bad High Ho wasn't in theaters here that long, was it? No, it's still in theaters. Oh, well. We've been busy. We haven't been able to get up there. But yeah. uh, Dune didn't come out here. Yeah, it didn't come out here at all. The one though... that everyone says is like the best movie of the year. Yeah. We had no way of seeing. Didn't come out here at all. It looks like it only played in one theater in Canada, kind of near Toronto, which is very far from us. That's ludicrous. Yeah. yeah. So. Lots of Karana fans here in Edmonton. Yeah. Two, at least. Yeah. Um, but, you know, because of those two films, uh, in which are kind of blowing up in theaters right now, they're big box office hits, big critical hits, uh, we felt it was time to talk about our man, Ayushman Karana, an actor that we've always really appreciated in films. Yeah, he's always good. Partly because he picks really interesting roles, really unique roles for a leading man. He's not afraid to be an asshole in a movie. No, not afraid to be a jerk. He's not afraid to take on kind of difficult or complicated subject matter. And he really challenges, in the roles that he picks, he really challenges conventional ideas of masculinity. It's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so before we get into the films we are discussing, why we chose them, and just kind of more of how we feel about Karana as an actor, uh, we have a bit of background. Sure. Uh, so he kind of came on the scene by winning the second season of MTV's Roadies in 2004. I know nothing about this show. <laughs> well, it's probably like road rules, I guess. I don't know. I think it seems like there were competitions. Going there's on. a lot of TV shows that spun out of the real world. Okay. And if I remember right, Road Rules comes out of that, where it's like real world type people. You remember? You know what the real world was, right? I didn't grow up with MTV, let alone MTV India. Yeah. Well, I mean, I only had MTV from basically high school on once once it came to Canada. I didn't grow up with much music either. I just grew up without television. You grew up in the woods. (laughs) Um, But uh, The Real World was like the first reality TV show, one of them. Mm. It was just 
getting normal people to live in a apartment or whatever together. Is that what Judd Winnick was in? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was on the San Francisco episode, I think, in a season, because it's different cities per season. Oh, okay. And then every country has its own MTV, has its own play on this usually. And then Road Rules, I believe, is a show that comes out of that where people who are on the real world and other reality competitions, well, not competitions, but reality shows, Mm-hmm. They go on the road together and do challenges. Mm-hmm. So kind of like an amazing race type thing. So according to Wikipedia, MTV Roadies, um, which was for MTV India, uh, was a show in which a group of contestants travel to different destinations and participate in various tasks that seemingly challenge their physical and mental strength. So that's there exactly what you just said. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, and if he started off as a radio like DJ type and then became a, a VJ Maybe he's uh, India's answer to Rick Campanelli, Rick the Temp, someone you don't know about because yeah. you never had much. But he was a uh, a VJ who went on to basically like host lots of entertainment programming. Mm-hmm. This is if he became an actor. Yeah, this well, it kind of seems like he's had a similar career director trajectory to someone like Olivia Munn, who mm-hmm. I admit I can't stand. <laughs> but she was on but. Attack of the Show for G4, right? Yeah, where she, you know, would dress up in like latex nurses uniforms and jump to pudding. I hope I Irish Macarana has never done anything so humiliating. I mean, he might have done it. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, yes. So after he won the second season of MTV's Roadies, he went on to be a radio jockey and then a video jockey before becoming a TV host of various kind of reality shows. Very Rick Campanelli, yes. Okay. Yeah. Sure. And I'm sure there's other kind of actors here in the West. Um, that we just can't think of that have had similar trajectories. I mean, a lot of people who started in TV. Yeah. Ryan Gosling. Oh, yes. Gosling. Ever. Yeah. He well, was like a teen hot but he was always type. In a, yeah. Well, he just started with like the Mickey Mouse Club. Yeah. Which I guess is Young awesome. Hercules and that kind of thing. Breaker High. Yeah. Do not forget Breaker High. Yeah. So yeah. there's a few people that kind of come out of kids TV type mm-hmm. stuff for young adult TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, his Bollywood career started in 2012 with Vicky Donor, mm-hmm. which we are going to be discussing, uh, which was a huge hit. Uh, and he sings he sings in many of his films. And from the get-go, he has a song in Vicky Donor. So he's already kind of, you know, coming on the scene as a, as a, as a double attack. You know, he yeah. can act and sing. And he's a decent dancer, too. Pani Darang, that's the song he sings. Mm-hmm. There's a, his version, then the sad girl version. Mm-hmm. Later on, as the story develops. Mm-hmm. His, uh, his other films include Nontaki Sala, Bewakufian, Mary Piari Bindu, uh, Shub Mangal Savdan, and uh, one of my favorites, Barely Key Barfi. Yeah. Uh, last year last year was a huge year for Karano with uh, all three of those last films, Mary Piari Bindu, Shub Mangal Savdan, and Barely Key Barfi. I feel like Sheb Mengel Savdan was the one that did the best out of the three. Hmm. However, it was my least favorite of the three. That being said, uh, I think they were all uh, really interesting, really enjoyable, um, really fresh takes on Bollywood romantic comedies. And uh, it's certainly the, the kind of the moment that made him, um, that made me notice Karana mm-hmm. and made me really start to be interested in his career. And as we've kind of seen this year, he's really continued um, with that streak. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've seen Barely Cute Bare Feet of those, right? I watched some of Mary Pierre Bindu as well. Mm-hmm. It seemed okay. 
It's really enjoyable. You need to get through the whole thing. He's decent at being an artist, but not like a tortured artist. Yeah, yeah. He's like a pop novelist there. Yeah, what a normal person is like. Because I talk to authors all the time, and they're not all super brooding assholes. Sometimes Mm -hmm. they're just people who just sit down and write a book. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, he, he, he did a good job of reflecting that. Yeah. Uh, Corona's been uh, fortunate in that his work has been critically acclaimed, especially his performances. Um, and his his two films that he's released this year, Bad Hi Ho and Ada Dune, uh, are among his highest grossing films. Uh, he's been nominated for three Filmfare Awards and won two. Uh, and his brother, uh, who was also or is also a... Uh, uh, a radio jockey is now breaking into films. He is Aprashakti Karana, and you can see him in uh, films like Dangal and Street, which are both like really interesting movies. Is he? Uh, he's really notable in them. Who was he in Dangal? He's uh like the cousin. Oh, okay. yeah, he's great. Yeah, and he's he's fantastic in Street too. I yeah. I really I really like him. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, yeah. So I I love Ayushman Karana. He's pretty great. Yeah. He's, uh, you look at him, you don't think his voice is going gonna, gonna to be as high as it is? Mm-hmm. He looks a lot more macho than his voice, I think. Mm-hmm. But he actually doesn't play a macho person a lot. He's usually more of a conflicted person. He's, I think he's really willing to kind of put himself in his roles in a really negative light. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he doesn't, like, his roles don't scream of ego, unlike, I think, a lot of the other kind of emerging leading men in his um, kind of generation. Like a Varun Dewan, for instance? Yeah. Yeah. As much as I love Varun Dewan, I don't know if Varun Dewan would, um, you know, take a role where he's playing a man with erectile dysfunction. Rajkumar Rao would, though. Yes. Rajkumar Rao, I think, is kind of uh, a, a parallel to Ayushman Karana. He is, um, and they were... Together on screen in Barely Keep Our Fee. Um, and to me, they seem to be kind of um, a new a new style of leading man in Bollywood. Kind of more socially conscious, um, willing to kind of take some risky roles and really focused on the craft, on, on acting. You also, especially Rajkumar Rao... Um... He doesn't pigeonhole himself into big budget versus small budget movies. And I could see Karana probably doing the same. Yeah, Rao does a bit more kind of a independent work, more indie stuff. Um, Karana's, Karana's filmography is mostly, like, they're lower budget Bollywood films, but it's still pretty mainstream. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Rao's kind of gone gone back and forth kind of from from art house to, to mainstream. And Karana's have all been, for the most part, starring roles. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Rouse, I think he's done a bit more kind of supporting, supporting roles. Up until very recently. Mm-hmm. But, but I do think that, I do think that the popularity of both actors and kind of their, because Rajkumar Rao, which you mentioned is the star of Stree, um, which we just discussed, uh, and which is also came out this year and is doing really well. Uh, I think the rise of kind of these two personalities could could signal something really positive in in Bollywood, and I think is signaling something really positive in Bollywood. Maybe you they're, know, not they're not angry young men, but kind of like conflicted young men. Yeah, they're not they're not star kids. Um, Although Karana's bringing his brother into the game now too, yeah, so he, he is. 
Um, but, you know, so kind of, you know, they didn't, from what I understand, they didn't necessarily get in there through kind of nepotism channels. Mm -hmm. Um, they're not classically handsome in kind of the same way that, you know, um, Varun Dewan or Ranbir Kapoor or, uh, even my favorite Ranbir Singh Mm -hmm. are like, they're not using their bodies in the same way. I think there's a very, and there's very kind of intelligent, um, their choices, I think, are very intelligent, very unique. So I'm, I'm I mean, excited. Mean, can be them. pretty built, though. Yeah, he's pretty buffed up and barely keep Arfi. You see him working out a lot. Yeah, but I don't think that the camera kind of objectifies him in the same way <laughs> uh, that you get with some of those other stars. And I, you know, I, I am not uh, critical of that. I enjoy that uh, when that happens, and. Uh, uh, I do also find both Ayush Mankarana and Rajkumar Rao, you know, really attractive men. Uh, you, you know, seem like great boyfriend material. <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, but I just... I Which do... one has big dick energy? I'm bringing that back. Rao. Yeah. After Barely Cute Barfi, Rao. Yeah. 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 But I... Uh, look that up if you don't know what it is. <laughs> Started because of Pete Davidson on SNL. Mm-hmm. But... But I think we both agree that um, that Rajkumar Rao and Ayush Mankarada, who we are discussing in this episode, feel like different kinds of leading men than um, kind of the, the current generation of star kids and the cons. They don't feel like they're having movies made for them. Yeah. But they can just do a role. They also kind of feel like, especially with Karana, he feels like a character actor who's, for his whole career, he's elite. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he doesn't appear to be second build ever. No. Yeah. All right, so our first film is uh, his debut, Vicky Donor. Mm-hmm. came out in 2012. So it was directed by Sujit Sarkar, uh, whose work we discussed previously on this show with uh, Madras Cafe. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also directed Piku. Guess he's um, friends with John Abraham. That makes sense. Yep. He, Abraham produced Vicky Donor. It was the first film that John Abraham produced, yeah. and he kind of bucked the trend by not starring in it himself. But then he goes on to do Madras Cafe, I guess. Uh, did he produce Madras Cafe? I thought he did. Yes, he did. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, he, yes, he yeah. did go on to star in some of the movies he produced. Um, Sarkar also had a film come out earlier this year, October, uh, with Varun Dewan. Uh, you thought it was kind of lame. I think it's super lame. I really, really hated that movie, which I'm sure, you know, that's, that's some spoilers for, uh, our year end episode, uh, which will be out in early January. Um, along with Ayushman Karano, the film stars Yami Gotam, Anu Kapoor, Dali, Alhuwalia, and Pooja Gupta. It was both a critical and box office hit. It was made for a pretty small budget, but uh, recouped those costs and more. And there's a Canadian connection. There right? is a Canadian connection. This is the only film, the only Bollywood film, and the only Indian film I'm aware of that is in some way a... I'm putting air quotes around this remake of a Canadian film. Yeah. So this film was inspired by the Quebecois film Starbuck by Ken Scott, um, which stars uh, one of my favorite Quebecois actors, Patrick Rouard. Uh, and that film has gone on to be remade both in France and in the U.S. In the U.S. it was called Delivery Man. It stars Vince Vaughn. Uh, Ken Scott also directed that version I actually haven't seen Starbucks, surprisingly enough. 
Uh, I've seen a lot of kind of mainstream Quebecois cinema, but I never got around to Starbucks. I have, however, seen Delivery Man with Vince Vaughn, which uh, I thought was fine. I didn't particularly care for it. I mean, Delivery Man is a good title. Yeah. For a sperm donor movie. <laughs> sure. From what I understand, um, Scott was inspired by some real life uh, incidents of men who had uh, contributed to sperm bank donations and then the um, sperm banks had overused their sperm and now they had like children within like the hundreds. Mm -hmm. uh, and so in Starbucks, it's not about him as a young man donating his sperm, but about him as an older man who is now having a child of his own and faced with a um, like a class action lawsuit where all of these hunters of children that he's fathered want to meet him and his decision about whether or not he's going to take on that responsibility. Mm -hmm. um, that would be crazy. Yeah. So Vicky Donor is about a very... So you can see how it's not really... If you've seen Vicky Donor... It's a similar story. It's not really an adaptation. It's, it's more inspired by... I can't imagine there's a lot more sperm donation movies uh, in Hindi cinema. So. Yes. Uh, moving on. It was nominated for seven Filmfare Awards and it won four, including Best Male Debut for Karana, Best Male Playback Singer also for, for Karana, Karana mm -hmm. uh, Best Supporting Actor, and Best Story. It also won the National Film oh, Award nice. for My Best Popular award. Film Providing Wholesome Entertainment. Yeah. Along with Best Supporting Actor for Anu Kapoor and Best Supporting Actress for Dolly Alawalia. Uh, Matt, why don't you why don't you tell us about the plot? Sure. It's been like three weeks since I watched this movie. <laughs> this shouldn't be a problem. Um, Aishman Karana plays a guy which is going to become very similar to a bunch of his other characters who doesn't appear to want to have a job. He just mm -hmm. uh, likes going to the cricket club every day and hanging out with his bros. He's a bit of a layabout. He's a layabout. He spends his mother's money. His mother owns a, uh, a beauty salon. And he really isn't really striving that hard. Um, but one day, a local sperm bank uh, guy, a guy who runs a sperm bank, mm -hmm. notices him and sees that he's kind of selfish. <laughs> he does sell the family dog who's named Whiskey. I like that note. He sells Whiskey for... Um, just some cash uh, because his TV gets stolen. <laughs> and the guy who runs the sperm bank is just sort of like, hmm, you know, this guy's kind of a you know screw up, but maybe he would uh, donate sperm. He's, <laughs> like he seems very selfish and he seems like he's willing to, you know, get in front of everyone to get ahead. So that must mean that his sperm is really, you know, <laughs> a real go getter. <laughs> He's, he's, seen, he's been at this for a while. He feels like he he's a tell. good sense. <laughs> yeah, he's got a sense. Yeah. I also like how that character um, calls everyone a sperm. <laughs> Every adult is a sperm. Yeah, he sees everyone for their uh, potential to uh, contribute to <laughs> his, essentially his business. But also just like, oh, this guy's a very uh, confused sperm. Or <laughs> this one's a very... Uh, uh, greedy sperm. Yes, and we should say this is Anu Kapoor. Yeah, yeah. so he's he's pretty funny, um, but he over the course of and he maybe has a lot of sperm paraphernalia. He's like stuffed animals of sperm and like yeah. a little thing hanging from his uh, rearview mirror that's a sperm. I think you'd probably want to set people at ease running a sperm bank yeah. and having just goofy characters around. Mm -hmm. Maybe maybe that mm -hmm. helps. But over maybe about half an hour, it takes him a while <laughs> to kind of romance Karana into uh, <laughs> donating, um, but. 
eventually he does, and uh, he's great. This mm-hmm. one's fantastic. He's got the best sperm. His little swimmers are they're, they're yeah. strong. You won't believe how good this sperm is. This beautiful sperm. Yeah. Um, but uh, he starts making some cash doing this job mm-hmm. and uh, continues his layabout ways, <laughs> basically, um, but buys a bunch of nice stuff for himself. Uh, while at the bank, he meets uh, Yami Gotem's character, who's a teller at the bank. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Again, there's a long flirtation there where he's just trying to open an account and she says, you have to get someone who has an account with us to vouch for you. And I thought this was going to end up being the guy who runs the sperm bank helping, but no, it's just, he eventually just wears her down, which, you know, pretty characteristic for some Hindi films, but not Mm -hmm. the greatest uh, thing in real life. Uh, But they fall in love with each other and uh, get married. Then the middle part of this movie is a sort of two states type film where mm. his uh, Punjabi family, very ex- expressive and over the top, uh, kind of collides with her uh, uh, her Bengali family who are very uh, cerebral um, and yeah pensive, and they have to kind of get the two families to work together. Mm-hmm. And then in the last third of the movie, unfortunately, Yami Gotem is unable to have a child. Mm -hmm. So the ultimate irony, the man who's fathered so many children can't father one of his own. So they have to figure out what to do in that case. And this is very stressful for both of them. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to ruin what happens, but... Yeah, the ending is a little... It's a little cornball. It's a a little convenient. (laughs) But, you know... It's nice. It's it's a nice movie. Yeah. I actually really liked it. This is one of three films that Kurana has made about fertility. Yeah. So uh, so the, we have Vicky Donor, where he's a sperm bank donor. Then Shub Mangal Savdan, where uh, he has erectile dysfunction. Mm-hmm. And Bad Hi Ho, which is all about uh, kind of him... The the embarrassment that he faces as an adult man when his uh, older parents, you know, conceive a child. Hmm. Uh, I find it really interesting that three of his biggest successes all kind of have this as a through line hmm. and are all kind of dealing with um, taboos around conception and sex and fertility. It's really like it's a weird... A weird theme to kind of stake your claim into. Mm-hmm. But we found a niche. It, it's worked for him. We did think about making this episode those three films, but ultimately decided that we wanted to kind of um, uh, sh- d- look, look into at- maybe some of his range. Yeah. Um, which is what we'll discuss when we get to Haiwazada. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like this movie. Yeah, it's yeah, good. I, I think it's... Uh, it's Certainly, a fresh take on on a on a rom com. Mm-hmm. Um, it ends up kind of going deeper than I initially expected that it would. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually really like a lot of the um, the the kind of tension between Karana and Yami Gotam, especially when she is dealing with her inability to conceive and confronting um, you know her her frustration that. Uh, not that he was a sperm bank donor, but although that, he probably could have brought it up. Yeah, exactly. She's mad that. But that's how, like, he didn't that's why there wasn't a movie though. Like, you need that to happen. Exactly. For a movie. You know, and and that's the question. You know, is like, are, are, is she mad that he can can have children and she can't? Is she mad that he didn't tell her? And these are these are thing, things that her father. I don't even know directly, if she knows why she's mad at a certain point. She's yeah. just mad. And these are things that her father like directly 
asks her, you know, like, what's what's really upsetting you here? And I like how her father's big issue with Karana was that he was Punjabi. But when he finds out that he was a sperm bank donor, he was like, that's a wonderful thing that he did for other people. Yeah, and he's this, helping people who can't have a child. Yeah, and this film, like, that is ultimately this film's uh, kind of thesis statement is that this should not be a taboo practice because, you know, many, many couples rely on sperm bank donations to have children and look at the beautiful gift that he's given all of these families. Mm -hmm. That being said, there's not a lot of gay couples. (laughs) I don't think there's any gay couples. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It would have been, it would have been nice to see maybe, because I mean, we do see a lot of the, the couples who, who need a sperm bank donation and they all, they're all kind of the same. They're all rich upper, upper class, class types. And, yeah, and to be fair, that's who you who would be using a sperm bank service. Who can afford it? Yeah, to be fair, it I doesn't think come cheap. Even as I here understand in, it. yeah, even here in the West, it's mostly you know uh, well off families that can afford. Well, Anna Kapoor says that it's is. it's you know high achieving people mm-hmm. who work all day, their stressful jobs, and they come home and you know. They just can't uh, have a kid because their um, their sperm is just too overworked. Yeah, their sperm's too tired. Ayush Mankarana, who, who lays about all day long, has like very active, eager sperm. Yeah, they're like the only part of him that is willing to go work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What did you think of the overall message of this film? You know, I think it's uh, it's a nice message. It mm-hmm. it does provide wholesome entertainment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I thought the filmmaking was fine. Mm-hmm. It wasn't yeah. anything to write home about, but it was, That's it was decently done. Generally, how I feel about Sirkar's filmmaking, this is like it's well directed. Yeah, it's fine. I'm never confused as to what's happening. Mm-hmm. But there also isn't anything that requires a lot of technical brilliance to put together, like a car chase or something. It's no people riding in cars or talking to each other in rooms. Like, yeah, it's pretty it's, straightforward. Yeah, exactly. It's straightforward. Yeah. Um, you know, it's really the, the... It's the performances. That's what you watch this for. Exactly. It's the narrative and the performances. So so what did you think of Karana in his first ever role? Um, I mean, he laid the groundwork for kind of being a shithead in a lot of his movies. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, and I think this is the first time, you know, obviously because it's his first film, where you see him challenging conventions of masculinity, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and kind of what it means to be a man there's a lot of village layabouts in hindi films but they're generally never called on their you know virility mm-hmm. whereas well in this one he, he is very virile i suppose but like it, that's never really a question in other movies yeah so it's nice mm-hmm. it's interesting mm-hmm. yeah I, I i gave it like four stars it was, it was really yeah. well done yeah it's really enjoyable yeah All right, well, I think we are going to take a break there. Uh, And we have a song sample of uh, Karana's uh, winning performance. Uh, From Pani Darang. So here we go. Rang vek ke Pani da Rang vek ke Akhiyan jo anjur ud de 
On the latest episode of the Edmonton Community Foundation's Well-Endowed podcast, Brian Jackson, Director of Data for Good, tells us about Edmonton Arts Datathon 2018, and we talk to the renowned Procoro Canada Choir about a new endowment fund they've created to honor two outstanding volunteers. For more information on the Well-Endowed podcast, check out thewellendowedpodcast.com. And for more information on the Edmonton Community Foundation, check out ecfoundation.org. As you may have noticed, Matt and I provide a land acknowledgement at the top of every episode. We do this to pay tribute to the land and the people who this land belongs to, and because it's important to us. If you've ever wanted to understand why we do this, why it's important, and what it means... I encourage you to listen to the latest episode of the Otherwise podcast. In episode two, titled Treaty People, they explore the significance of land acknowledgement, what it means to be a treaty person as a newcomer immigrant, and the relationship between newcomers and Indigenous communities. You can find the Otherwise podcast at otherwiseshow.com. All right, so that was a sample from Pani Darang, sung by Ayushman Karana in the 2012 film Vicky Donor. Now over to you, Aaron, for a uh, report on Hawaizada. <laughs> I'm doing a little bit of a you know DJ thing myself. Are you? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so yes, our next one to discuss is Hawaizada, which uh, I think really sticks out among. Karana's filmography. It's like the only one that isn't a romantic comedy. Yeah, it's a it's a period piece and it's It's weird. It's I feel like he is trying something here. Uh, and we can discuss all of the ways in which uh it doesn't work. I don't think it's entirely his fault. No, I think that no. he's just the wrong guy for the movie. Uh yeah, yeah, I also think that there's some um, This would be a Runbeer Kapoor film for sure. It, yes, it, it's very much Ayushman Karana taking a, a a role that seems perfectly suited for Ranbir Kapoor, but I also think that like there are issues yeah, beyond Karana's control that regardless of who was at the center of this film, I don't know if it would have worked. Mm-hmm. Uh it came out in 2015. It's directed by Vibhu Puri. It is a biopic of Shivkar Bapuji Talpalde. Um, though the story is, for the most part, fictionalized. <laughs> I'm guessing especially the end. Yeah. yeah. But it, in English, it's uh, called uh, Bombay, B-A-M-B-A-I, fairy tale. Oh, okay. Because when I put it into uh, uh, Letterboxd, that's what it's called. And I think it is definitely trying to be a fairy tale. Yes. It's kind of like a Terry Gilliam movie, almost, but not as weird. It's got that mm-hmm. look and is also about like an eccentric inventor type. Mm-hmm. Uh, it stars Ayushman Karana, Pallavi Sharda, and Mithun Chakraborty. Uh, it received mixed critical reception and I think, you know, kind of three years later is largely forgotten. Forgot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I had heard no one speak about this movie at all. Yeah. It, it looks, it's very art directed. Yeah. Um, and looks a lot like a... It looks like Sawaria. It does. It you looks, know, a, looks lot a lot like Sawaria. Like feels like Sawaria. Should also have featured Rambir Kapoor like Sawaria. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and also kind of, I, I think to that set, to that extent, has a bit of kind of a, I guess that Lerman, that Baz lerman quality, like almost a Moulin rouge quality, but it's Without the not as fun. flair and all the music cues. Yeah. I mean, there is, there is some, some kind of musical numbers. Uh, 
Karana's love interest, um, Pallavi Sharda, is a is a performer. She's kind of like a, a satine type. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you get some stuff there, but for the most part, this is this is a bit of a slog. It, it might look great, you know. There there are scenes in this film that look. Um, that look unreal, you know, that just let, that look like a toy set. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has this amazing, like, set of this kind of abandoned boat that gets turned into a airplane factory. Yeah, you, the British don't think to look in the, <laughs> the abandoned boat with uh, all kinds of crazy crap all over it. Yeah, but it's, uh, it's not, it's not very successful. But the plot, so it's set in the 1890s. It follows this young adventure, Talpade, as he develops India's first airplane. And this is, is years before the Wright brothers. And it uses a propulsion system yes. that kind of comes out of, like, the Vedas, right? And it's also... It involves mercury. It involves mercury being warmed by the sun. Yeah. And, you know, it doesn't have internal combustion because it has, like, this bubble of mercury sitting on top of it that gets warmed up. Um, which is really interesting. And at the end of the movie, they say that people are working on this technology now. Yeah, so I would say that, like, I come away from this film thinking, like, man, Talpade seems like a really interesting historical figure. Maybe they'll make an actual documentary about him instead. And it is interesting how, you know, developments here in the West end up being considered kind of the first time people did anything and end up kind of Mm -hmm. changing history. When that's really kind of um, a a biased perspective, you know. Mm-hmm. Whereas there were obviously kind of other uh, achievements, uh, great achievements happening in other parts of the world that got ignored. Other parts of the world where they're getting suppressed by the British yeah. too. It's just this film. This film gets so bogged down in. Or it just doesn't find an interesting way to tell any of this. Mm-hmm. So, Karana's... The love interest is completely unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Karana is um, kind of a... He starts out as a failure. He's kind of going to school with his nephew because he's failed school so many times. He can't concentrate, can't pay attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, his family's ashamed of him. Uh, his he, rich family. I mean, yeah. He's doing better yeah, this time. He's pretty well off. Uh, about. He likes to break into this. Uh, is it a brothel or just kind of like? Some I think sort it's a of, cabaret. Yeah, this like cabaret, and uh, that's where he meets um, Pallavi Sharda, uh, and kind of he you know fought, weasels his way on stage and then kind of starts up a uh, a romance with her he also crosses path, paths with Mithun Chakraborty who is the real kind of uh brains behind the operation he has a notebook of his ideas of how to build a flying machine and he puts it and, in Ayushman's drunken like he's, yes. he's slumped in a corner drunk and he puts it in his shirt yes so he doesn't get caught by, um, the, because, by the British but the British are after him and they want his notebooks so this is how the two of them meet up and Karana agrees to start helping Chakraborty and the two of them kind of start to work on this airplane kind of under the nose or trying to stay um, out of the purview of the British. Yeah. They need money, and so they go to, you know, um, Indian royalty and explain, like, oh, if you give us this money, we'll do this, and, like, it'll, you know, really stick it to the British. Uh, 
then they get to go about building it. Obviously, the first ones don't work out. Uh, and then eventually, you know, Karana takes off. And he flies into the That's sunset. the movie. Is that, a, yeah. is that a good synopsis map? Is that a good summary? Well, the movie... It's really dull. I wouldn't say it a lot... It looks good, but a it's lot pretty of, dull. I wouldn't say a lot of stuff happens in the movie. Exactly. And yeah. it's, it's like it's, iterative, you mm-hmm. know? They have to look at different ways of making this plane fly, and he hangs out with his cousin... I think they do like 460 different days of working on the plane because his cousin's like yeah. a chalkboard. Um, nephew. Yeah. Nephew, sorry. Is it his cousin or his nephew? I don't remember. Little yeah. kid. Yeah, little kid who's hanging around. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Pallavi Shada's character is just a complete afterthought. She's just the hot girl that uh, Karana's into. Mm-hmm. Really? Like, what else does she do? Mm-hmm. Um, She's just there to shoehorn in a love story. Or there, at least that's what it seems like. There isn't a ton of like intrigue, like trying to get away from the British. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of that, but you could have done more with that. Maybe there'll be a flying competition like Lagan. There, there's a lot of kites, yeah, which uh, which makes sense. Yeah, um, but like maybe I don't know, like they get challenged by the British to do something, or they escape. I don't know. You could have. It, there's somewhat shackled by what really happened, which is that the plane worked a little bit and then didn't. Yeah, but like. You could have dug more into the fairy tale aspect, possibly. It just feels like this movie. This movie cares far more about how it looks than how the story that it's telling, and I think that's a that's a drawback. Uh, Karana does feel miscast. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like he's kind of got like that floppy curly hair that you expect to see from Ranbir yeah. Kapoor and other roles. He does roles. the kind of Raj Kapoor dancing around and kind of joking. He does that a little, but, you know. Yeah. If you want a Kapoor, you go straight to the source. Yeah, well, and I mean, I don't know. For all I know, Ranbir Kapoor didn't want to do this, but it just it just feels awkward to see Karana just trying to uh, fill out a role that he, that doesn't, that seems not worthy of his talents to be perfectly honest i don't know if he did and... mopey schoolboy that well because he's that for a while mm-hmm. um he's better when he has a little bit of an edge to him exactly and so it's just like i think there's a real kind of flattening of of karana's um abilities here which is mm-hmm. really kind of disappointing you know the 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 image the images in this film the cinematography has so much depth it would have been a good music video perf- or something. Yeah, but the performances and the and the story are so flat. So it just doesn't seem it doesn't seem well thought through. It doesn't seem like it was conceived as a full project. It almost feels like they made it to sell action figures of the plane. The um, plane looks cool. Yeah. I mean, you know, I like I I think Talpade was un, you know, I get the impression that he was an interesting figure. I just don't know if this is the right the right direction to take in you know it's certainly creative mm-hmm. but um you know it seems more interested in the fantasy than it does in the facts and i think the facts might be more interesting than the fantasy we can also see why this movie that came out three years ago has just disappeared yeah why no one's talking about it mm-hmm. why are we still talking about it no reason should we move on? Dumb Lager Kehesha. Mm-hmm. 2015 yes directed by sharad kataria Starring Aishma Karana, Bumi Pednikar in her debut, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Sanjay Mishra, Alka Amin, and Ashiba Chada. Um, so this movie, I think, is a lot more interesting. Yes. It's, good. it's a lot more grounded. Mm-hmm. It's about... Tell me if you've heard this one before. Okay. Aishma Karana is a frustrated young man in a uh, village. 
Maybe not a village. In a smaller city. He's in a, he's, he's in a village here. The um, Vicky donor was uh, was urban, but yeah. uh, he's in a small he's in a small village here. But get this though, he's kind of an underachiever. Mm-hmm. Not entirely sure who he wants to get married to. Doesn't really. He have doesn't a, want to get married at all. He's part of a youth club that preaches celibacy. He doesn't really have a great job. His job is going to be gone soon. He's a high school dropout. He's a high school dropout, but. Luckily, the love of a good woman does let him change his ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you heard that one before? Yeah. It comes up fairly often for him. Yeah. It mixes a lot of things that we're, we know about him for, but I think it does it in a really interesting way. Mm-hmm. Um, so Ayushman Karana runs a small tape-changing business. It's in the 90s. and 1995. It's like, it's like still cassette tape time. Yeah. So he can... He can copy cassette tapes and sell them. Yeah, CDs are the big kind of villain on the horizon. Yeah, I think they said to buy a CD player would be like 150,000 rupees, something mm-hmm. like that. Do you remember when CD players were super expensive? Yeah, like $90, $100. It was yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. I mean, I had a Walkman too. And you were all jealous of all the kids that had a Discman? I had a Discman. Yeah. Until I broke it. Then I had to buy like a lesser quality one. And you'd have to carry around that like giant binder of, of CDs. CDs. Yeah. 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 Um, and then I would mix all your all your CDs up in your binder to ignore, yeah. annoy you. It really did. It really annoyed me a lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so his job is on the way out. Mm-hmm. And his family kind of think that he should get married to a woman with good earning potential. Yes. So they find a girl who's going to become a teacher or she's like past teacher's college she doesn't have a job yet but like she's got a career that's going to work mm-hmm. um so the marriage is almost set by the time that they actually meet and yeah he's just not that into her and why is that Aaron? because she's curvy because she, she's not she's plus sized um because she's not super skinny she's you know kind of a a real-sized woman. Mm-hmm. And uh, you noted here that uh, Bumi Pednekar had to gain between 12 to 30 kilos for the role? Yes. There was uh, conflicting reports on how much weight she gained. Um, and I... When I'd heard the plot of this and I knew that Bumi Pendekar, uh was in the starring role, I'd kind of laughed because uh, I've seen her in you know her subsequent films, Toilet Ek Prem Katha, and uh, the aforementioned Sheb Mangal Savdan. And, like, she's a gorgeous woman. She is not stick thin. Um, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't call her plus size the way she looks now. And so I was actually kind of... In this movie? The way she looks now. Yeah. I what? wouldn't call her plus size. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. Uh, but I was actually kind of shocked at how much bigger she is in this film. And, so and they she's, didn't... They, I, I mean, I said this a few times. Like, you could have used a fat suit or something. But she went all the way because that's that's hard on your body doing the De Niro thing. It is hard on your body, um, but you know, like, yeah, she's really, she's really, she's chubby. Interesting for a debut film to mm-hmm. to gain weight. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like she's even. No one really knows what she looks like yet. But you know, are any of the other actresses going to be willing to do that? Yeah, so then maybe that's how she got the job. Is that she said she would put her body on the line? Yeah, she immediately kind of, you know you know, set herself apart of kind of the lengths that she was willing to go for. And also, you know, no one else looks like her and is the, you know, the romantic heroine in in yeah. Bollywood. And so she Maybe immediately Gibby, kind of... Maybe Gibby's a bit bigger, but that's it. 
Yeah, and, and that actress... And she's also a kid. That actress hasn't really done much. Yeah. So, you know, Pednikar, you know, good good on her. And also, like, uh, we will get to this, but in this role, uh, she never feels bad about how she looks. She mentions once that she's dieting, but that's... Yeah, it. she's dieting, you know, and she's trying to, you know, wanting to pursue a healthy lifestyle and, um, you know... Being being down on yourself about being heavier, I think, are are different, are different things. Mm-hmm. Um, she's actually like very strong, very self assured. You know, totally thinks that she is worthy of the love and respect of her husband. And Karana's just fuck up again. Yes. Yeah. He's here. I would say this is, you know, I mean, he has a tendency to play um, some unlikable um, characters. You know, is you know. Especially in a barely key barfy, which I showed my friends recently, and they were like, "He doesn't deserve to get the girl." And I was like, "Well, you know, just like kind of wait. He, he got to, like, better." Learn. <laughs> yeah. Um, but here, he's really unlikable. He's just a jerk. Well, he's petulant. He's like a Holden Caulfield type almost. Yeah. Thinks he's better than everyone else, but really he's not. Mm-hmm. But uh, I guess I should get back to the plot description. Yeah. So they do get married, mm-hmm. and she moves in with his family, but it's pretty rocky. Yeah. Uh, you know, step one, they just don't want to have. Well, he doesn't want to have sex with her. She tries. She's mm-hmm. interested, but uh, he just can't do it. Mm-hmm. Or they do it once, but like he's just not as interested as one should be. No. Again, he's part of this youth youth club that preaches celibacy. Yeah this this youth club full <laughs> of nerds. I don't know. Those guys all need to get wedgies because, like, you know, why you got to be like that? Okay. Well, no, like, it's this weird masculine kind of, like, oh, you know, women will just uh, slow you down. Yeah. You know, physical fitness is the best. And they wear sweater vests to work out. That's why I think they're nerds. It's like, <laughs> yeah. come on, you can't look like Millhouse and <laughs> be working out. Sure. Um, but, yeah, like, they kind of preach this sort of, well, it's not a, I don't know if it's exactly celibacy because their youth club leader has a wife. And the uh, Nermal, the other ki- the other guy in Youth Club, also gets married over the course yeah. of the film. So it's it's more like a like a healthy living society, some sort of like Victorian gentlemen's club almost. Mm. But yeah, a bunch of nerds. Anyway, the marriage doesn't go quite as well as either of them want. I mean, Karana didn't want to get married at all. So and I think Karana is pretty like he honestly feels like if he just sticks to his ways and doesn't engage with she'll her, that she'll just go away. And that happens. Yeah. She moves back in with her parents and well, moves it, towards a it divorce. it happens not because, you know, he sticks to his ways and continues to ignore her. It happens because he's an, he's an asshole yeah, who he calls insults, her some terrible names. He insults her in front of the whole neighborhood. He yeah. gets jealous of Nermal's new uh, uh, fiancé, mm-hmm. who we never we see her at the end, but we, yeah. he, he, sees, he sees his picture. Like, how could you show me this picture with my wife? Yeah, he's he feels that he's been saddled with, um, to use one of the words that the film uses, a hippo. He thinks that he's entitled to the woman of his dreams, mm-hmm. although it doesn't really do the sort of thing like it. The film music is important to him. He's a big music guy, mm-hmm. but he's not like, oh, I you know I thought I should be dating a movie star or something like that. No, I mean, for all I know, he's gay. Like he doesn't seem to be interested in women at all. But he also doesn't want. Um, he doesn't want a large wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Societal pressure or not? Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she initiates a divorce proceeding. Mm-hmm. And because she's going to stick up for herself, that's one of the things that I, I actually really loved about this movie and about um, Boomy Penicar's performance is 
Uh, she is self-assured. She is going to stick up for herself. However, she's also stubborn and inflexible. And so she's not... I don't know if she's really flaunting her education, but <laughs> she could maybe learn how to read the room a bit better in some cases. Yeah, I do. I know a lot of people like that, though, who just don't know how to, you know, not talk fancy. Yeah, but I, I will say that I do appreciate that, you know... Um, they both have have flaws and they mm -hmm. both have um and they're both bringing those flaws to the relationship and to the new dynamic um you know she's bringing them to her new family and but they're also bringing their own prejudices yeah they don't want to uh, eat the same food as she does yeah and so that's it I, smokes, I find she drinks film, she doesn't she doesn't like that or he doesn't tell his family that he smokes and drinks. She doesn't he, seem to have a huge problem with it. She yeah. just has a problem with his lack of respect. There's just a lot of secrecy in his family, though. Yeah, and his family also, they're, they're, what's the word I'm looking for? Well, they're kind of strapped for cash a lot of the time, and they want her to work, and then they also, when they find out that it's going to be like a 50,000 rupees settlement, they freak out and say, oh, no, you have to come back. We'll do whatever you want. Yeah, they, they want to take advantage of her and they're, you know, they want to use her to kind of further their interests. And and I think, you know, ultimately, Karana's not just unhappy with his wife. He's unhappy with his whole kind of social situation. Mm -hmm. He's, you know, it's just kind of... The lot he's been dealt with in life, and he's actually dealing with some uh, larger mental health issues, which the film never entirely addresses. What was it? Hmm? What did they actually say, though? Well, he tries to kill himself. He does, but that might also just been someone being very expressive and in the moment. I don't. I don't know if he's. I don't know if he's suicidal throughout the movie. I think they're signaling some some larger issues hmm. that, again, like they don't entirely get into, but. Um, but but movie, this all culminates yeah. in this wife-carrying competition. Yeah, so those? there's a wife-carrying competition where the... Uh... Which the film is, I, from what I understand, named after. It means heave ho, carry that load. Yeah. <laughs> and his dad and his mom competed four times in it. His dad never won. Yeah. It's actually a lot more elaborate of a wife-carrying competition <laughs> than I thought it was going to be. There's like an obstacle course and kind of balancing mm -hmm. and a mud pit. Um, but yeah... Um, the uh, other guy in the youth club, Nermal, is starting a CD store down yes. the way. And this will put the cassette store out of business. But Nermal says, you know, if you can beat me in this wife-carrying competition, yuck, yuck, look at the size of your wife, and it'll never work. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll, I'll move my business somewhere else or, like... You can have the store. You can have the store, right. Yeah. Because uh, he thinks it's never going to happen. Mm -hmm. And... I mean, I think we could spoil the ending of this one because sure. the ending is not like the goal of the movie. No, I think you know. I think you know going in that like these two are going to figure it out. Sort of. I think it. Like, there's still some gigantic ir irreconcilable differences between them. Yeah. But they do win the competition, and the most unbelievable thing is that they've never trained once. <laughs> I don't think he's picked her up once before even, but... But they win because he's not... They're just doggedly persistent. They're Yeah, they're persistent. He's not cocky yeah. and overconfident. Like normal. And, and I think they learn to... They learn to support one another. So what I find really interesting is ultimately this um, wife-carrying competition, I think, stands in uh, as a metaphor of 
the the work and support involved that both partners bring to a to a marriage to a relationship they also decide to stay together at the end of the competition Mm -hmm. but who knows how long that's going to work because like both of their families are kind of annoying and he's also you know running a cd store isn't going to last either he probably like he's he's working on getting his uh his i guess ged equivalent Mm -hmm. and there's some like she does mention a few times like how she could help him and like she's literally an english teacher she could help Mm -hmm. him with that um but he doesn't want to take that advice and i thought maybe if they'd kind of mention that a little bit later you could see that there's more of a future there but instead it kind of ties it all up in a bow I, I mean, I admit it is tied up in a boat, but I think they learn mutual respect by the end of the film. But that's like the only way that they're going to stay together is if like he gets his, he gets a better job, if he gets his GED, and she's got a job opportunity outside of the town too. Mm-hmm. And maybe what would be best is if they both moved. Yeah, moved away from his his parents, his uh, his parents and his aunt. Yeah. So the film was nominated for five film for awards. It won two. Best oh, we should say. It's really good. It is good. <laughs> this is yeah. a very good movie. Best it, it does sound like a, do- a downer, though, but it has some moments of lightness. Uh, best female debut for Vibi Pednakar and best cinematography. It also won three national film awards, including best feature film in Hindi. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and it is it is really good. It's uh, it's 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 fresh. Uh, it's not the same kind of like a you know romantic comedy that you get kind of moony eyed over. It's it's really. I would hesitate to call it a comedy, honestly. Yeah, it's yeah, more of just too. romantic drama. It's it's really honest about the the realities and the difficulties of kind of relationships and marriage, especially you know you know starting a relationship with. Uh, and starting a marriage with someone that you're not in love with. It's an arranged marriage. They're actually the 18th couple that get married that day. Yeah, it's kind of an elaborate group ceremony. Yeah, just to save money. They do say they spend 20,000 rupees Mm -hmm. on the party. I mean, it's possibly a bit closer to the toilet. It is, which makes yeah. sense for Bumi Pednikar. Yeah, and and it, it, you know, maybe another time we'll we'll look at her career because she also picks uh, very interesting roles that I think kind of challenge the conventional idea of uh, Bollywood heroine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So it's she just uh, wants to go to the goddamn bathroom in a toilet. <laughs> How much more could someone ask? <laughs> Even uh, an outhouse would have probably been fine. She's great, and she's like you could, she's great he, in this role. I, uh, actually, Kumar could have gone out and dug an outhouse, <laughs> just out <laughs> in a field somewhere. That probably would have been okay. You know, it's not a flush toilet, but it's a lot better. Yeah. 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 I should write them a letter. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the woman could finally got a toilet, okay? Yeah. Oh, she was very excited by the toilet. We are all very excited for the toilet. Um, but, I mean, this film, despite the fact that I don't think it has kind of some of the glamorous trappings of kind of other Bollywood films, mm-hmm. uh, it's still it's still very Bollywood. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really I really enjoyed it. I, I thought it was uh, a really, it feel, feels very genuine. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an authenticity to this film. There's a, a, a willingness to confront um, the, the harshness of of people's personalities and arranged marriages i'm sure this happens all the time yeah yeah so i especially considering it's your parents putting this marriage together and they may not have your entire best interest at heart Mm -hmm. 
yeah, I like this. It might have a bit of a convenient solution, um, but I think, uh, especially you know, if you think about the metaphor of this this competition, uh, I think it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it was really good. And Karada, this this is probably one of my favorite performances from Karada because he's really not as likable and not as charming in in this film as he is in many others. And I think this is the one where he really kind of displays his range. Um, and just, and again, displays a willingness to show himself in an unlikable light yeah. um, that I really admire. Yeah, he's uh, he's a believable sort of type. You've met a person like this before mm-hmm. who is very frustrated with their lot in life, but also not really willing to give up anything to, you know, change theirs themselves mm-hmm. and sexist like he's yeah. he's sexist you know because he has these expectations of women um that he doesn't necessarily have as a man in his life no the guy who runs the youth club is fat <laughs> if we're supposed to think that this guy's the health guru i mean he's got a pretty big belly on him i don't know if i would really listen to exactly what he's saying this the exercises don't seem particularly like exerting either Fair so enough. yeah well, we are looking forward to catching up with um, Karana's two films that he has in theaters right now. He would be an excellent noir hero, right, for Andadun? Just because... I want to see Andadun so badly. Yeah. He's like, he's someone who seems like a normal guy, but also could, you know, go bad, right? Yeah. He could he could do something, um, you know, inexcusable, and you would understand why. Yeah, and Andadun looks like he's like... Playing like shit, the piano player. Yeah, yeah, it could be good. Well, no, I hear it's amazing. I'm sure it's wonderful. I'm sure, it's fantastic. Maybe someday we'll maybe see someday it. Maybe someday we'll get to see it. Yeah. Um, maybe we'll get to see it before we record our year end episode. Maybe not. That seems unlikely, unless it goes to uh, you know Eros now next month. Yeah. But I'm looking forward to seeing uh, Karana's two films that he has out now and what he he will do in the future. I I would like to see him. Experiment a bit more. I mean, Hawaii Zada was not a great movie, but it's good for him to try different kinds of movies because frustrated guy having girl problems, you know, he has done a lot of movies like that and he mm-hmm. should maybe try something else. Mm-hmm. And Adun, you know, seems like a good step, but, you know, a detective movie or um, some sort of historical drama about a, a personage, but maybe not like a fanciful version. Do you want to see him in an action movie? I think he might not be the guy who would be the main character, but he would be a great supporting character. Like, yeah, kind of like Simon Pegg and Mission I Impossible. I was just thinking that. Simon Pegg and Mission Impossible, you know, he, he would do an amazing job at that. All right. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode. Uh, we will be back in two weeks. We promise it will be two weeks this time. And uh, what are we discussing, Matt? This is Noir of Ember, is it not? Kind of... Hinting towards that before? Sort of. So kind of um, in honor of Anne Dune, we are going to be, or we're planning on, looking at the films of... Sri Ram Raghavan. Of Sri Ram Raghavan, who is the director. So we are going to be discussing Johnny Godar, which we can finally see. Yep, it's available on Hotstar, I think, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Agent Vinod. And his first film, Ek Hasina Thi. Yeah. Uh, this has provided that we can track down all of these films. Uh, November ha- has proven challenging in the past. <laughs> it has. Uh, we have in the past discussed his film Budlapur with Varun Dewan. Love that one. Uh, so yeah, I'm really looking forward to uh, to kind of 
getting into his filmography. In the meantime, Matt, how can people keep up with the show? Well, you can check us out on Twitter at BollywoodPod. I'm also on Twitter at Matt underscore B-O-W-E-S. I'm at Erin E. Fraser, E-R-N-E, F-R-A-S-E-R. If you're a fan of the show, please consider leaving us a uh, star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. I will read all of the reviews out on air. While you're there, you can also uh, follow my other show that I do weekly with Paul Matwichuk called Trash Art in the Movies. Uh, you can listen to selected episodes of this podcast, Bollywood for Lovers, on G Radio. Mm-hmm. And do we mention Facebook? No. Oh, Check you- us out on Facebook. Look it up there. Yeah. Look right. it up on Audio Boom too. That's where we mm-hmm. host the episodes. And yeah, what are you doing on Trash Art in the Movies this week? It's uh, Crazy Nights. Yeah, one one Crazy Night. So we're discussing adventures in babysitting and After Hours. Uh, both movies that I found somewhat problematic and dated but ultimately i think there's a lot of good things to say about the both of them so. i would like to see ayushman karana do a remake of after hours that would be good actually. i think that he would be really, be really good as a normal guy who just gets caught in a situation with a bunch of crazy people and then just starts freaking out yeah that would be really good actually either well rajmar rao would kill at that role but i think ayushman karana could also do a good job yeah I agree. We haven't seen him really freak out in a movie. He does try to set himself on fire in Damlaga Kehaisha. I mean, that's, yeah. that is a freaking out, but not the sort of grand level yelling and running around that um, is a mark of a kind of act. Mm-hmm. I would like to see that. Cool. Well, we'll see you in two weeks. If I make it back from Montreal, okay. <laughs> Thank you for listening.